What up, bro? What up, what up? <laughs> you good, baby? I'm all good. Yes, sir. This is the moment I've been waiting on, bro. Man, that's crazy, bro. Uh, what up, dog? Did he talk that talk? Yeah, what up, bro? bro. RC, it's man. Mo, dog. Man, that's what's crazy, up, bro? <laughs> that nigga dunk on anybody. <laughs> Got me by two inches. I can't dunk on nobody. <laughs> good, man? I'm all good, man. Mm-hmm. How the off-season been, bro? Good, good. good. Getting back into the groove, man. A month. Y'all boys play so long, though, dog. 82 plus. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, 16 was different, right? You play one, you got yeah. the rest of the week, get yourself together, go again. Y'all got back-to-backs, right. traveling. Five and seven. This is usually <laughs> the time you get back in it, though? The whole yeah, routine. close, yeah. Yeah. Because now I set up, like, runs, like, pick up runs with the team mm-hmm. in September. So, like, okay. We get like three week, like three weeks before training camp start. Right, get right. in shape, and then you know once training camp start, you right in the preseason. We right. got like three days, and then you got your first preseason game. Right. So. Most of the guys show up. Yeah. Right. And they don't get on y'all about uh about running outside the facility. Nah, like not just too much. Just getting in the pickup game because I be seeing them damn proams and all that. Yeah, they on. like they allow it, but you know most people they don't be. Well, I know for the Grizzlies, I don't, I can't speak on other teams. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't care too much. They love us being in the gym, honestly, so. Right, but see, sure. though, that's the thing that's different about basketball, too. It wasn't fun to train for football. Not hitting the you, bitch in the head all day. Yeah, like, you, like, you weren't finna, we weren't finna, like, hey, y'all, let's go play throw up tackle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pick them up, bust them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell it's no. cool to go hoop. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, guy pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Biggest to me, guy pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Well, shit, man. Welcome to the pivot, bro. Um, it's an honor for us, mm-hmm. for sure. We have different milestones on this show that I think we all. We all remember, we sit around, talk about our favorite favorite shows. But when we first got together, we started talking about guests and guest lists. And shoot, man, your name was so high on the list. And uh, we'll bring Mo Wells in later. Your trainer's one of my best friends. I've been hitting him from the beginning. I've been like, shoot, man, I'll, I'll gritty to Memphis. You know what I'm saying? If it means that he'll do the show. But Chan, man, Fred, we just, uh, we're honored to have you sit down. Listen, if you follow us already or you're subscribed to us, we appreciate the support. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure y'all continue to keep up with us. Uh, we appreciate everything, especially from the way that we've grown from the start of this in January to now. It's on with an upper. And like Fred always says, anybody can podcast, but not everybody can pivot. And that's what we're going to keep doing. We're going to keep pivoting. And having somebody like you on um, is a huge part of that. Uh, you know, what we like to do on this show, bro, it's not like, like everybody knows you can hoop. Hell, if you got eyes, you can see that. We're more into what made someone the way that they are. What put the dog in you? Why Why you say, yeah, I want to dunk on Brian. Yeah, I can beat Mike one-on-one. But I think you got to take it back to your pedigree. I think you had a, a grandfather and uncle that were uh, big league baseball players. Moms, two-sport athlete. Your father, T, who everybody loves, you know what <laughs> I mean? Who everybody loves, you know, he hooped. What was, was, was growing up like? for you um pretty much outside man running around uh, with the fam whatever it was uh baseball football basketball just find you know different ways whether we're playing you know manhunt just you know we were outside running around you know pretty much all day 
Uh, then I, you know, I got into basketball, you know, obviously from like my, my pop side, my mom side was pretty much baseball, softball. So mm-hmm. I had a taste of, you know, both sports. Um, obviously I chose basketball. Um, you know, I felt like that, I felt like basketball, you know, was pretty much for me. So um, that's pretty much it, man. Just with the fam 24 seven, whatever we decided to do that day is, you know, pretty much what we did. Obviously I follow you on social media if I do see different faces around you, it seems like the same faces. It seems like a, a very small group. You know, when I see the pictures of like all the big time hoopers, like somewhere together, Ja's not there. When you see some of these superstars that's continuously posting and they're taking these vacations, Ja's not there. And, you know, it was some talk about your pops just being the way he is at the game. And, and, and for me, it was refreshing because I got a son. Right, and that's how I support him, and that's how I want to be. Talk a little bit about his influence on you and his support for you throughout your life, but also how it's created this fall, small family atmosphere for your homeboys. You know, growing up, me and you know my friends was around my pops and his friends, so you know, pretty much old souls, and you know, just seeing how they came to the house pretty much every day, the same group of guys and just cheer whether they watching football on Sunday or coming out to the back and watching us play. Um, it was pretty much the same guys. And, you know, my parents them always preached to, you know, keep your circle small and, you know, be loyal to, you know, the people you love. And that's pretty much, you know, why you see me with the same people, you know, 24-7. Not saying like I don't, you know, interact with other people, but um, I just, you know, I keep it in the family. I love T. I love your daddy, Howard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we we a different type of people. RC always says sometimes we meet somebody be like, oh, he like us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I love it. But does everybody love your daddy? Because there's some criticism of him, just how how supportive he is, I call it. Yeah. Some people say over the top sometimes. I feel like there's nobody in this world who everybody just love. I feel like there's more people who love my pops than people who hate him, but um, I don't know whether it's how they grew up or, you know, is it me that just make them hate him or yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see why you get backlash, you know, for being a, you know, a supportive dad to, you know, your child or whatever. You know? But regardless of the fact, he always told me, you know, you tune all that stuff out and you continue to be you and pretty much, you know, that's why you see him still doing the things he do today. <laughs> but it's a trip though, right? How they can paint that narrative. But then on the flip side, say, especially in our communities, that dads aren't present. Yeah. So it, it, you see how that can be crazy. It's like, it's like so, a so I don't get lose, it. Lose-lose situation pretty for much sure. for us. Um, but, you know, for me, um, I can say, you know, that's why I'm jot today, why who I am, because I had the support system. But not only my dad, for my mom, and, you know, the rest of my family. They always held me accountable pretty much. You know, don't let me, you know, we can curse on here. Say the hell you want. <laughs> you want to say bullshit around yeah. and stuff. You know they, you know, kept it, kept me, you know, locked in and you mm-hmm. know focused on the main goal. Um, so pretty much, you know, preaching that you know tunnel vision to me at a young age. Hey, them usher tickets hard to get in Vegas. You think T can get me right? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, they man. Got you get them to call them right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably only one person in the world outside of usher family. Uh, who you answer the phone for every time, man. That's probably <laughs> my pops, man. A lot has been made. We see it all the time, like the, the, the Steph Curry high school photo. 
you know, the whatever the, the no power five offers, whatever two star, all of those things. And I think that comes because he's now become the most famous small hoop recruit. Right. Like, like he's the guy everybody points to with, you know, four championships, uh, two MVPs, um, finals MVP now, kind of that that legacy. And they always show that picture. But to me, you've kind of done it the same way. You, you, you've revolutionized the position in a way for, for a small guard that went to Murray State that wasn't necessarily recruited highly as your talent or that your career now says you should have been. When you were going through those things, seeing homeboys get power five offers, playing AAU ball and all of those things, how would you just stay the course and say, you know what, wherever I have to go, whatever I have to do, I understand who I am and I'm going to be that and I'll get to where I need to go. Man, I can say it was hard. You know, it's definitely, you know, frustrating. Definitely, you know, uh, you know, make you get down on yourself when, you know, I'm playing against these guys and killing them and then I'm watching them getting all these, you know, big time offers and still, you know, no offers for me. Um, as far as, you know, staying, you know, level, um, I can, you know, give credit to my parents. You know, they always tell me, you know, don't worry about it, that, you know, basically cream always rise to the top. And um, I felt like, you know, it was easy for them to say. Um, it was easy for me to listen. Um, but as far as, you know, actually doing it, uh, it was it was pretty tough. And, you know, I did it, man. And my pops always told me, you know, uh, once you get in your, your foot in the door, kick it down. So I had opportunities where I was in front of scouts uh, at the CP3 camp, in front of scouts at Murray my freshman year from, you know, previous players. And um, that's pretty much, you know, when I took advantage of my opportunity and got my Murray State off of me. <laughs> speaking, man, smile. Speaking of his dad, he keep bringing up his dad. And I said, I love your dad, man. I'm going to give me a happy dad. Wait, <laughs> man. Bro, yeah, I need to get it's, one of bro, it's early, yeah. Yeah, man. You, you still got to train that. Let me get, let me get one. He got to yeah, work. Is that yeah. beer? Hard seltzer. Yeah. Yeah, take man, one. one. Man, Ja got to work. Mo and Ja got to work out, man. Listen, I done seen Ja drinking now. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that like Ja don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> ja, man, when when you think about about where you are now, right, and the way, the way life has changed, you know what I'm saying? Like, in order to get the scrutiny that your father gets, if you were a scrub, it wouldn't matter. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like if you yeah. weren't balling, like if you weren't a guy that the cameras were always on, nobody would pay attention to. It's a yeah. lot of dudes that got dads that supportive that sorry as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody tell them nothing. Right? But when you when you yiking on Malik Beasley, you know, when you putting your balls in Kevin Love face, like people are gonna draw that you're gonna draw that type of attention. What has that change been like for you? Because you have that that small school upbringing, you know, not necessarily being a high recruit. And, and now you you can't post a pic without hundreds of thousands of people paying attention to it, right? You, you can't bang your knee up. You can't uh, strain a muscle. Has it been difficult adjusting to fame? 100%. I feel like for me, you know, for the most part, uh, it's definitely been tough because I, I wasn't used to it at all. Um, now it's like, man, all my privacy out the window. And as far as me and my family go, you know, we like, going to do stuff as a family, being able to go out freely. And I can't do that now. So, you know, I have to watch every move. I got to watch everything around me, watch what I post, all because of, you know, the player I am today and, you know, the fan base, you know, that I got behind me now. Um, so it's definitely been tough. Made me a pretty much a homebody. Um, I just sit in the crib with the fam. We 
play whatever game, whether it's Madden, uh, I go play Warzone with the friends, uh, just have fun while we're in the house. Chad, you can't run with him then. He said he don't run. He run. The man he just run. said he played games. Listen, he no, play he games. don't just play games. Like he said, the social media is out there. That man have him a drink, good looking young man. I don't know if you got a lady or nothing, but I know I know you it, it ain't hard to get a date for you. <laughs> Come on now, it ain't hard. You ain't struggling nah, to get a date. Nah, it ain't, man. To the same point of the fame of the fans. Now you gotta watch yeah. everything, every everything. aspect, like including the women. And that's pretty much kind of been my mom's side of the, you know, informing me on stuff. She always tell me, you know, you gotta watch them and now, you know, I can see it, whether it's just how they carry themselves as soon as they get around, if they want to be extra. But you're a, a country boy, but you got big city drip, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? You flashy, you very confident, yeah. and um, you got a daughter. Yeah. Does that allow you to help put things in perspective and, you know, how to approach or treat women? Yeah, for sure. Um, not even just my daughter. Like, I have a little sister. Mm-hmm. Mm who's a senior in, in high school now, and I got my mom. So knowing how like I want them to be treated, watching how they've been treated you know, pretty much my whole life, and now having my daughter and mm. how I want her to you know, be treated and how, well, now is, she's a little too young to understand, but as she get older and I'll be able to tell her, um, definitely you know, pretty much help me with women. Um, I feel like you know, everybody can tell you that even when I'm around, I still be chill. Like I don't mm. press nothing, I just, sit, lay back, and, you know, whatever comes to me, it just come. Man. You can see a difference in yourself from before she was here, your daughter, to now? How has she changed? Yeah, you? I was in college, man. <laughs> me too. I feel like everybody had their college experience. Right, so. right. <laughs> so now it's like I got a daughter, man, so, you know, I'm, I'm chilling. Right. I'm chilling. Yeah, you know, you look at the the Grizzlies this year, and, and y'all became everybody's darlings. I think it, it was twofold. One, obviously you, right? But y'all brought back like that high school, college feel, you know, us against the world, almost seemed like y'all lived in dorms, like everybody yeah. jammed tight, you know what I mean? I think that was the thing that, that drew people to the Grizzlies. And also like, it's Memphis, it's, you know, not since Zach Randolph and those guys have you truly been in contention uh, to win it. Uh, you end up getting hurt late right now. We're at the collective, this is where you train with Mo Wells, um, who I mentioned earlier. What are you focusing on right now, though, to, one, play at the MVP level you were playing at, right? You don't, you don't miss those games. I think the, the, at least the conversation for MVP involves you more. But, like, I know you want to win, yeah. right? Like, I can see it. Like, people, nobody plays the way you play that's not focused on winning first. Yeah. How do you take the next step in your career, and how does that help the Grizzlies? Number one on my list is being available. You know, pretty much, you know, every season uh, in my three years, you know, I had an injury that, you know, took me away for, you know, a while. And obviously, like you just mentioned, you know, late in the playoffs, that injury took me, you know, out of the series. And I felt like, you know, me personally that, and my teammates, we, had, we were the favorites, you know, in that series. And I feel like, you know, it was pretty much our year, but that injury caused me to be out. And now you have to change lineups and, you know, guys playing without me. And I feel like that's the most frustrating part for me, you know, being out there and not being able to compete, you know, with my teammates. So number one is just, you know, being available and, you know, still working on my body, get stronger. And 
on the court wise, you know, I still work on all areas of my game, but pretty much being way more consistent with shooting the ball so I don't have to, you know, go to the rack and absorb all that contact and, you know, hit the floor every time. So um, that's pretty much what I'm focused on now. And I feel like, you know, as long as I'm locked into that and, you know, keep working on that, that, you know, it'll help us as a team. RC mentioned, you know, being unranked, uh, not highly recruited. Murray State, they, they retire your jersey. Congrats on that. Appreciate NBA it. Rookie of the Year, NBA All-Star. You know, you're here. You know, a lot of people probably didn't believe in you early, but um, what Khaled say? God did. <laughs> so, uh, uh, for real though, man, like you're a star, bro. Like yeah. you're really a star. But some people would question whether you would ever reach that superstar status being in Memphis. And that we're talking about Memphis, you know, that that's where that question come from. Because I haven't seen a superstar, you know, the bronze of the world, those guys that are in the bigger market uh, areas. Do you plan on re-upping when it's time to, to be in Memphis? For or do sure. you have Dude, to go just, somewhere else to they, be that superstar? Just, I just did. They just well, made him super duper rich. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gotta, drawing the blank, I'm tripping. How much you got to re-up for? Well, I'm tripping, my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can you be a superstar in Memphis? 100%. I missed that. 100%. I didn't. I didn't either. I watch dudes' pockets. Hey, what they came in with? Hey, Alicia, keep us on the go, bro. He work in that world, so he he got us here, and we always move. Freddie T, it's like remember when Devontae checked me and was like, "Nah, it's one forty one forty one hundred and forty million point two seven five." Ja, what was it? One ninety three. One ninety three. Jeez. But I ain't just going for that one though. Hit, hit him again. I got an opportunity to get that 231. So that's what it's about. So, but being a superstar, can you change that whole outlook? Because some people say small market, you know, guys can't re reach that upper echelon. Can you break that down? 100%. You know, I feel like I improved every year. I feel like now, you know, I'm starting to get uh, more recognition from this, you know, this past season, you know, making all star, most improved player. So I think. Like he said, you know, I'm focused on winning. As long as I continue to win, I win championships, and I, you know, I stay at the level that I'm playing at and improve. Um, I feel like, you know, I definitely can be, you know, a superstar in Memphis. And, and we talk about Murray State. Talk about watching the dudes that you 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 yamming on get scholarships and not just that underdog mentality. Yeah, is it still there? Always. Mm. But, Always. But you was in the MVP race. <laughs> How can you be an underdog <laughs> if you the most? With 193. Yeah. I wasn't they, the favorite. You still don't think folks respect your game? <laughs> no, nah, I do, but I feel like now, like just because I'm me and I, you know, I speak on whatever I want to and say what I'm feeling at the time, that some people don't like me. Mm. So that's why I bust their ass. Yeah, I wanted to ask you: when you come <laughs> around that damn pick at the top of the key, do you even are you ever concerned of who's under that rim? Nah, you don't even think about it. Nah, you just you you rising up straight like that. If Jesus was down there, he gonna have to get it. <laughs> Yeah, I say I apologize and pray after. <laughs> I want him to send me downstairs. Keep me up there. <laughs> I know it's crazy. We're sitting down with Ja, and then we interrupt you. But we wouldn't interrupt you unless it was important because we got to talk about DraftKings. Yeah, the NBA season's going to come around, but right now it's all about the pigskin. We just finished week one and it was absolutely phenomenal and DraftKings threw you the alley. You like that? I brought it back to job. <laughs> but tell them about the five for the 200, Shane. <laughs> we watch out for y'all. Y'all love what's going on with Ja and it's going to get 10 times better. But listen, 
new customers of DraftKings. You bet $5 or more, we getting you $200 of free bets. We giving you great content, free game, and now $200. All you got to do is use the promo code PIVOT when you go to DraftKings. Make it happen. And if you don't have it, go to DraftKings Daily Fantasy. Use promo code PIVOT. Make it happen. Now remember, everybody can live the fantasy, but only the pivot can live the dream. Back to John Moran. Hopefully we'll be seeing him in the chip. Take us through, right, because we're football players. Right. You know, uh, I don't know if Chan and Fred hooped in high school, but you know, like, every football player think he can hoop. Because yeah. <laughs> I played basketball. I won state. I thought I was really doing it. You know what I mean? Then I got to college. And I would go run with the Hoopers, and I realized, nah, this is kind of out of my league. Yeah. And they weren't even that good, you know. So I don't – some of this I don't understand. Can you kind of take us through – what is it? It's, it's late in the third quarter. You're down to, to Minnesota. Uh, there's some back and forth, you know, in that series. Cat talking. Like, it, it, it was a lot going on. But y'all down, I think, double digits. You know, you turn the corner. Late in the third, Malik Beasley's under the rim. It, it came to mind because he said, if Jesus is under there, this is how, like you said, he got to get it to. Yeah. What's the mindset when you turn, you see him, and you going to the right? Go finish. However I got to do it. I prefer to dunk him than embarrass him, but however I got to. So in that series, you know, I turned the corner, basically rejected the ball screen, and I seen a guard being the rim protector. I know there's not too many guards in the league that can jump as high as me, so the rest was history. <laughs> you guys get to uh, the next round. I believe Golden State yeah. beat y'all the first game. I believe you come back. I think Steph says it's going to be a hell of a series or something like he that. said we're going to have some fun. We have some fun, right. Yeah. And you say you come back and say the same thing the next time. Uh, now you and Dre going at it, uh, which I love. When, when, the Christmas, when the Christmas schedule comes out, you're like, hey, we got we got what we wanted. Yeah. Why was that so important to you that you guys got that game against that team on that day? I feel like, you know, every NBA player, you know, pretty much wants to play on Christmas. And as far as that matchup goes, we had our back and forth, you know, during the series. We had our back and forth after they won the championship when they, you know, brought up the situation with Jaren. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, all right, we brought up the Christmas game and we got the Christmas game. So all the you know, back and forth we were doing on Twitter, you know, we, we got what we wanted. We got the matchup we wanted. Mm -hmm. He said the champs don't go on the road. So, all right, we'll come to, to the Bay. We're going to come out there. And, you know, we pretty much got that matchup. So it's now it's like, all right, we got what we wanted now. There's nothing else, else to say. Mm -hmm. is, is, is NBA beef real? Because I see the dudes always talking and bumping their chest against each yeah. other. But, like, they don't have, fight. You, I'm not saying you have competitive battles. Like yeah, this, but, but I it's feel like, like is the beef real? I feel like it's more competitive, competitive than actually beef. Because mm -hmm. yeah. me personally, like, Drake Maher got my pop's number. Like, That's he right. been said Christmas coming for dinner. So they blew that up like he was talking trash, like when we already had that discussion already. Yeah. And as far as the Timberwolves series, the, all the back and forth that was going on after, it's still respect being shown. Mm -hmm. After that series, it's still respect being shown. But when you got competitors like that who 
pretty much don't care as like me and Draymond, you know, that's what happens. It's not no beef like, oh, when I see him, I'm going right. to punch him or something like that. No, right. it's respect at the end of the day. But once you inside those four lines and that ball go in the air, it's no more friends at that point. So with that, you know, you're talking about Draymond, those guys, they've won all the rings, you know, in the past decade. They've been obviously the best team, right? Going back to your rookie year, you know, coming in, you've seen some of these guys ready to compete against them yeah. and knock them down. You ever have that that starstruck moment for a player to player? You know, like you're a fan of yeah. guys, you know, and that ideal jersey swap, like your rookie year. Was it anyone in particular you want to get their their jersey? Uh, Braun. Hell yeah. Braun, and I actually got Braun and AD jersey on the same after the same game. So you know, that was pretty much you know a big time moment for me. Obviously, my rookie year, man. You know, playing against all the top guys was pretty much like a, you know, starstruck moment. Like, mm -hmm. wow, like I was just watching this, <laughs> watching him on TV a couple years ago, even last year when I was at Murray, watching him play. Right. And now I'm actually, you know, lacing up and going back and forth with him. Um, I feel like I can say my first starstruck moment was that Kyrie matchup. Mm. Before the tip, man, the ref bring the guard, the ball, you know, you get to choose. Mm -hmm. And normally, like, when I go, I just grab the ball, I dribble it once, pass it back, and he grabbed the ball and just started doing hella crossovers and shit. And I'm just like, God damn. Like, all right, the game ain't even started yet. Right. And I'm like, this is my matchup today. Right, like, right. He just started, ha, 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 and I'm like, oh, shit. How'd it go? Yeah. Uh, we won. It went crazy. We won. How'd you yeah. do? How was I that? That was my first 30-point game. Yeah, she. I remember like, that. third game of the season. Mm-hmm. I blocked them to send it to overtime. And you can tell, because I pretty much could have got the ball. We could have called a timeout, had some time on the clock to, you know, pretty much end the game. But I blocked the shot. And once I blocked it, I ain't even look for the ball no more. I just went down the court talking shit. <laughs> Listen, I got a I got a mint 10 Ja Morant rookie card. I ain't got no ink on it though. I'm shooting my shot. I got you, man. Keep it real, man. I got you. I'm shooting man. the shot, dog. This ain't the time or the place. Because yeah. <laughs> it's the show. Huh? Because it's the show. Yeah. Ja, we you, mentioned, you know, you mentioned uh, the, the moment against Kyrie. And I think outside looking in from a fan's perspective, I see all of y'all like that. Right? You know, one of those things, uh, the, the respect of talking about the 12th man on the NBA bench in a regular gym. I know what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand what it looks Why like. They give you buckets. <laughs> they don't miss. Like, I, like legitimately in pickup buckets. games, y'all don't miss. The ball just goes in every damn time. But you're talking about the Kyrie matchup or getting Bron and AD's jersey. When you come up the way you do, there has to be the moment where you like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. When was that moment for you? Ooh. I can say that game versus Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it was my first, you know, the my first rodeo, first thirty-point game. Um, man, that's tough. Um, it's a lot of moments, but I I can say, you know, that play-in tournament in the bubble, you know, battling with Dame CJ, yeah. was like a moment where like, uh, we here now, like, you know, we was a game away from the playoffs then. Then I'm coming to my second year, and first game went for like 40-something. Right. And it's like, all right. It's so funny you mentioned 
Dame and CJ, and I'm a sports geek, but very similar travels yeah. for those three people, for you, Dame, CJ McCullough, right? Yeah. Uh, I always said Dame, CJ, and Steph pretty much paved the way for guys like me. And then it, it was me. And now, you, you know, you still see other guys coming along from, you know, that mid-major, uh, you know, under-recruited, coming out and proving themselves, so. You know, Derrick Rose. So I am, um, I pick, I pick favorite, I don't have teams. I pick favorite players, right? I grew up in the, uh, the Michael Jordan era, right? So I was a Bulls fan. And then when Mike was gone, I was a Kobe fan. Um, I was a huge Derrick Rose fan. You know, just, I thought he was the dog. He was quiet, but he was explosive. He went at everybody neck. Yeah, that was crazy about me. Like, how he was killing and to not say a word. Like, he don't even, like, he didn't even talk. And it's like, all right, just run back. You dunk on somebody, all right, just run back. Like, me, like, nah, I can't. I got to let you hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) I bring up D-Rose because we talked about it a little bit earlier, you said being available, right? The best ability is availability. And uh, we're here at the collective. You know, I've mentioned Mo a couple of times and, uh, you know, we're going to bring him in and kind of, I think the part of what the world wants to know is how does this story become different, right? How are you not in dress clothes uh, shining on the, on the sideline when y'all got an opportunity to, to unseat the team of this era? the Golden State Warriors. And so he, she, he could duck under this light anyway. We know that him coming in, yeah. it ain't going, yeah, we ain't got to move nothing. <laughs> ain't nobody. Don't walk, on, up, don't walk on your, don't walk on your, <laughs> Y'all give more don't hard walk time. on your, yeah. one, you hey, can tell you trade more. people. Hey, you can tell people, let's you, jump you can tell you trade people like Josh. Cause like when I train, I wear Lululemons. I wear on clouds, right? I wear team apparel. 100%. I wear a team apparel, but and my man come out iced <laughs> out. <man. laughs> so how long how long have you been working with Jado? So I met twelve in passing. We both got to IMG at the same time, IMG Academy. So that's when I was going from MJP in Dallas over to IMG in Bradenton, Florida. So he was there, had some neat stuff going on, so he wasn't doing too too much. But then after his rookie of the year season, that's when we were reacquainted. Uh, you know, I worked with his other two trainers. Damn track. Yeah, 100%. His first workout with me was on the track. That's tough. That's tough. Y'all know I'm doing all that. Were you coming from the streets the night before, though? Or were you nah, prepared? Nah, nah, I was, I was locked. Okay. It was definitely locked. I was locked, but I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> definitely locked. Definitely locked. You we in had... Florida. 100%. Humid. Sun out on the track, man. Like. We were on chat, we had to run rockets. We had a casualty out there, Unk went down. You know, Unk works out with him. He don't work out with all the superstars. Work out with the fam. Unk went down, pulled a hammy. You know what I'm saying? He was good. <laughs> it was Wait, just... you said Unk? Like 100%. his real life uncle? 100%. Yeah, so like my fam work out with me, so. So I, I tell I always tell him, if, you're gonna, we all, if we, we gonna start the workout, we gonna do the whole workout. Yeah. So yeah, but we met that year, uh, started off small, and obviously grew up until this point working in the season. Um, off season, you know, working hand to hand with the Grizzlies. So just trying to perfect the process for him. You know, it's pretty individual. You know, you don't, you want to have a tailored programming, you know, for an elite athlete of this caliber, you want to have something that's tailored to him, you know, and that takes time. You know, it takes time to figure out, okay, how do we respond to this workout? How do you respond to this stimulus and X, Y, and Z, all the big words stuff that he just lets me and Eric handle. 
Yeah, that's a foreign language. Yeah. You know, so uh, <laughs> just, it's just it's just an ongoing process for, for that. But it, it's, it's beauty in it, man. It's beauty. And obviously, we want to get as close to the 82 as possible. So I think we're going to make great strides this year, you know, and just keep him off court to whenever he want to stop playing. Hey, Mo, you're not that big, but you're the big dog in that space. You got <laughs> a lot of people hating or chasing you. Yeah, 100%. What, what's the secret sauce? Um, you you know, I think one of the, not even the secrets, well, yeah, the secret is keeping a secret, you know? So keeping a secret. So you'll never see me really posting online his whole workout plan or posting a whole lot of what anybody else is doing. So I don't have to get the criticism. You know what I'm saying? I know what works for my guys. I know what works for 12. I know how we're going to keep growing. So if they don't know, all they can look at is the hype videos, the outfits, you know, the locations, <laughs> where we at, what are we doing? So you can only, you know, and you see the results because that's what matters. Right. You know, you see the results. You see the verdict. You see what's going on in the game. And these guys are already Maseratis. You know, I'm really more so fine-tuning. You know, mm -hmm. I'm blessed to be in that space. But, you know, keeping up jumping high, he, he jumps 47 max vert, I got to keep it up there. Say that again? I said if he jumping the 47 max vert, I got to I gotta keep him up there. I think for y'all to get that 47, you got to get the happy net. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm, I'm still stuck. Wait, wait, wait. I'll I'm still stuck because in the NFL, I mean, what is 41, 42 might Well, see, so you, get, you get the you standing get max, max, max vert. Different uh, basketball, you get right. a step. You get a step. Mo, that, he still, he still jumps higher than any football guy I've ever had. Moss was a 40. Yeah, he'll jump over Moss. I can't do nothing. You 6'2"? Six three. Six three. Hey, you. That's ridiculous. Appreciate you with the happy dad, cause I, you know, I was sleeping on mine for a second. <laughs> but as as an elite super trooper, you the best friend. Said everybody know they don't know more well. You the dog. Yeah. But you dealing with young men, like Ja, you got to give him some time to party. And I know he does. I would love to party with y'all. I'm not running no goddamn track. Hundred percent. I want to hang up. But like, do you do you be like, hey, okay, Ja, you got. You got these four days. Well, well go, you go know, you, you plan it out. You plan out. I know what I'm most time I'm on the trips with him. So he's one of two athletes and soon to be he'll be the only one that I travel with, you know, for a lot of stuff. So with that being said, as long as you get the work done, you know what I'm saying? We map out what you're going to do in the offseason. OK, this week I'm going to this city. This week I'm going here. And you get your work done. You know, so you're going you're gonna to enjoy it, you know? Yeah, like, hold me accountable, dog. Yeah, gotta yeah. Do you gotta wake up. You see, got if you want to turn up, we gotta take that. See, I'm on my happy dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, oh, yeah. you gotta in take a couple minutes. I'm gonna be out there throwing weight rounds. <laughs> you know, so you gotta, yeah, you gotta be able to balance, balance it all. You know, what I'm saying I think he does a, a obviously a great job with, and will continue to get better because man, when I was 22, you, I, you weren't actually you weren't telling me anything. Yeah. When I was 22 at LSU, like I was trying to. You know, get to it. I don't have, I ain't had one ninety three. Yeah, I ain't had one ninety three. You know, so uh, but obviously, yeah, we we it's always a constant discussion. Mm. You know, and we getting better and better as we go. Um, but you want to enjoy it. You know, what I'm saying you know, I always try to tell you to enjoy it while you retire, man. I want to have some fun while I'm still functioning. You know, a little bit too. You know, you know, we're gonna have, have fun all throughout. Mo mentioned like keeping it secret is the secret. You had a saying, like, win in the dark, yeah. you know what I mean? And it talks, because even looking at, like, your story, you know, it talks about tires and, and planks and all the things, like, your pops actually did with you and the ways he trained you, you know, before you could affo afford more wells. Like, you've been somebody that understood the work, though. Yeah. How does that upbringing and being that type of dude help you now because so much now I, I train athletes I know they want the videos they want the pictures 
They want the pretty stuff. Like, it ain't really about the grind for a lot of them. However, you continue to say, I'm going to do my work in the dark, and then I'm going to shine when the lights are the brightest. Pretty much like you mentioned, my dad. Um, it's just a funny story, man. Before I was locked into working out, me and my homies used to be on the game 24-7. And, like, one day, you know, we actually pulled an all-nighter playing the game. So by the time my pops went to sleep and woke up, we were still playing the game. And he was like, uh, basically just sending the message. At that, at that time, you know, we didn't understand. But he was like, while you playing the game, somebody else playing the game. And then he like, let me know what that means by the time I get back home. When he got back home, we were still locked in playing the game. So he was like, y'all know what that means? He was like, nah. He was like, while y'all in here playing video games, somebody actually out there working on their game. And then since he put that message, said that message to us, he had to start begging us to come from outside, yeah. to come in the house to eat. So I pretty much, you know, been day in and day out working on my game. I can have school, basketball practice. I come home, work out with him. Now I got Mo, uh, I got my other trainers, trainer JT, uh, Pops for the basketball side. Hold me accountable, you know. I gotta put the work in, so. Do you still have like your Michael Jackson jackets and stuff when you used to perform for the family? Nah, man, I wish. I had the <laughs> glove and all. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, they, they used to just be like, you know, cause you know, this is what black people do. If, if you got a kid with a certain talent, yeah. you pretty much force that child to, to do it in front of everybody. <laughs> so that's what they would do, you'd be like, hey, Josh. Cook out, party. <laughs> they play this song, come on, Josh. <laughs> His favorite line right there. And yeah. then, you know, my mom hype it up. I used to have to go get dressed, put on my little jacket, the glove, and come out, you know, and dance. Now I don't do it no more. Hey, do it no more. Can't give us three, four seconds. Nah. <laughs> hey, Aiden Hutchinson nah. just gave us Billie Jean yeah. in Detroit. <laughs> that was my favorite artist, though. I had like his t-shirts and all. So at that time, you know, being the young kid, I couldn't tell my mom, dad, and them note in. At, you know, so 19. what what would you say to this guy, who I kind of agree with, well, I do agree with. He went on Twitter and he started this shit. He said, uh, Chris Brown is more talented than Michael Jackson. And I never lie. That's a lie. And I don't disagree with that. And we talking talent. I'm talking talent. So I don't disagree with him. But you were a Michael Jackson fan fan. So I'm trying to hear what you got to say to that. So was I. I don't know if I can agree with that one, man. That's what I wanted to CB hear. CB tough, I, though. Just... It, it, was, it was, I had my Chris Brown dancing days, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I ain't going to say I'm not a fan, but I still got Mike. I got Mike. I, I mean, you know what? I accepted. I was walking but through the halls at ESPN. I really became a fan of CB, like a real big fan, when he did the Michael Jackson tribute. Right. Then that showed me. So now I can talent wise, because he pretty much looked exactly like Mike when he did it. That's all I'm so. saying. Listen, you, so you got Michael Jackson there and Chris Brown down. When you out in the club, you dance in the club. Nah. You gotta dance in the club. Hundred percent. Nah. Get he don't dance in the club. I just be. <laughs> no. Man, you get, my, get a little of that hey, oil in you. I get that. that that's, when the oil get in, then that's you know. Yeah. Different. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ain't Ja, I ain't no, whoever that is that day, don't, 
Next day, don't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't even bring it up to me. I don't know what happened. See, be nice on the court. If he said, John, let's lock up one-on-one, what you'll do to that boy? Chris Brown? Yeah. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like this is this, this a different animal, man. I already <laughs> know. I'm just, I, he got I like to let you say it, He bro. nice, though. Nah, he is nice. But he got to nice. stay on that celebrity game. He regular yeah. people nice, Fred. Yeah. This nah, he's uh, nice, nice. Uh, he probably the best celebrity singer rapper you know singer rapper you know because he, he does rap now he he, he yeah, rap but, you, but he, he probably the against, best of the best he against of jack harlow could chris brown could chris <laughs> brown tackle you yeah so how but he don't, is he, he gonna, gonna play football he don't play basketball either <laughs> come on bro i just want to know what you would do to him i don't care about all that other what stuff, i do man. to everybody else mm. yeah. see it's simple yeah, it's simple, <laughs> simple bro. Mo, how do you guys adjust for Ja having one arm that's way longer than the other one. Hey, you know my secret. See, I thought we was keeping a secret a secret. <laughs> like, what happened is keeping a secret is a secret. Hey, you I know, do a lot of I do. Bro. That's for everybody in the league, your scouts, whoever got the Grizzlies when y'all play us. Yeah, I do got a longer arm. It's the left. I mean, y'all not going to stop it. But <laughs> since the secret out now, there you go. My left hand bigger as well. So. So wait, it was yeah. a trampoline accident? Yeah, I broke my arm on a trampoline, man. My older cousins got me. Now you do the double jump. <laughs> At that time, I probably about 73 pounds. <laughs> 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 I just shot off in the air, man. And I was coming down head first. And I went to try to break my fall on the trampoline like the railing. And it just, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even feel it when it happened. Just like it just did, my elbow was pretty much up here. My cousin was looking like, ugh, and I'm like, what? And I looked, and I seen like a little knot. I thought it was just like a knot. They're like, nah, you broke your arm. You know? Started yanking it, it was coming down. It got about, pretty much about right above where my elbow is supposed to be, and he like, we gotta go tell auntie. We done run in the house. Went in there, she locked my arm, put the ice on it, called Pops, he was actually on the way home from work, my, she probably stayed probably at least, probably like 20, 25 from us. And he probably got there in like 10 minutes. No cap. <laughs> I don't know what he had, what he was driving. <laughs> well, he got there about 10 minutes. So then after that, like the pain started kicking in once my adrenaline started wearing off. So I was in the car, I was just chilling. He's pushing it to the hospital. My grandma actually worked in the hospital. My cousin who actually did the double jump with me. Pops was working in the hospital. So, you know, we got there and they pretty much had to unlock my arm. It basically was locked. And then that's when the pain kicked in right there. So it was stuck and they had to straighten it out. And we all got weak stomachs. Like, we don't like seeing none of those. My pops had to walk out and it was painful, but I felt like I was more disgusted than anything right. through that process. But now I got the Longer arm, bigger hand on his hand. So. So, you, so, so that's why you finished so good left. Left, that's why I dribble with my left hand. I'm able to control the ball better. When you look at Mo, when, because I, I, I get it, right? Every mm -hmm. Sunday, my nerves are bad. 100%. Because I'm watching people who I've invested into. All, literally all my Into years. their careers. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's so crazy. Every time something happened to him, I text you. 100%. You know, he texts me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm, always like, I'm always like, hey, Mo. Jai, you know what I mean? Oh no, I gotta hit him up. You always say I gotta hit 12. When when you're watching those games, man, and you see somebody under the rim and he 
right? Because for some reason, he ain't got to the point that Mike ended up getting too late in his career where it was just disjoint. You know, Mike would just so, jump. Yeah, yeah you top, just get, yeah. I think I just got to put it in there, right? He's still, he still back here with it no matter who's yeah. under the rim. You ever hit him up like, hey, man, like you ain't got to show him all the work on one play. Now, we actually haven't gotten to that point in, in the career yet. Um, it'll come later on down the road. But for that, you know, I get scared every time. Every, actually, any time. If Javante fight, he go to dunk. Lynn, I don't worry about Lynn. Lynn is just a, a, a menace. A, a menace. <laughs> it's a menace. <laughs> a menace. But I, I, mean, I get. It's a menace. But that's why my main primary job is to support those actions. You know, it's not always if I have a McCole Harmon running four two, make him run four one. A lot of time it's just maintaining the four three, right? Yeah. Or just making sure that when he lands, he can handle that unilateral, bilateral landing. Or if we got. <laughs> If we got L spine, C spine problems, T spine problems, making sure that the back is strong enough, you know, to withstand the fork. When you land on the ground, it shoots up the whole body, right? And if you're landing correctly, a lot of times, if you're not loading properly, it's going to shoot up, and that's where you're going to feel the radiating pain somewhere else. So, with that, I had just have to make sure that okay, I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> making sure that. Now you see why I'm be in these conversations with he him. He can just be prepared for it, yeah. you know, but not every time. Every time, yeah. it, and everybody be, oh, the dog. I'm looking at the ground like, please, please. Right. Every time you take, he always taking contact. So every yeah. time he hit the ground, we had the little camera situation on the ground. I was shook. <laughs> you would have thought I was a parent, man. I'd be man. I'd be stressed out. Stressed so, out so, there, so here's my other question, right? I've played a long time in mm -hmm. the league. Uh, I've worked TV a very long time. Um, I don't sit courtside a lot, yeah. Mo. Um, you know, and a lot of times. Time out, time out, time out. Is you shooting your shot right here? No. Oh. No, we good. I was about to say, we about to get him. <laughs> <laughs> no, we good. I, get him quick. I got you, but. No, I, I was like, okay, where is no, this going? I can buy it. It's good. I just work a lot. <laughs> I just I got you, man. I just work a lot. But, but Mo, man, you know, like, you know. Most trainers, you know, they go to the game and they're like represent, they're like the place that they train and yep. they want everybody to know that they're a trainer. You basically just look like a short hooper. 100%. Uh, iced out, you know what I mean? Feel me? Feel me. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a buckets. I be trying to tell Trey Draper, Jonathan, I be trying to tell him really a bucket. They be hating, but nah, I just, <laughs> see, first of all, I'm short. So I have to like, you know, put a little drip on and be like, damn, he's short, but he clean. He oh. clean. He clean. He's so handsome. He's so <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know my name no more. They keep calling me handsome. <laughs> like, it's just, they clean. So, like, at the parties, you just talk to the, when you with them, you talk to the girls that like short dudes? No, or I like tall girls. Huh? How you yeah. like tall girls? He likes standing on phone books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna climb that tree. No, no, I like tall. the style in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, you I looking, so like, my, cause, you try, cause you're trying to breed? Cause you don't, you don't want a short kid. Like when, when I got the little, I have a little kid and he ended up being, if I'm five, six, he ended up being five, two. Oh, you gotta be at least my, cause you know, the kid's always taller than the mom. So if she at least my height or better, we got a shot. To, to do what? If she five, six, you five, five? You can be fast. <laughs> if, he get, if he got all these uncles and if 12 teaching them how to hoop, <laughs> Lena teaching them how to run the ball. <laughs> Javante teaching them how to box. Good. So when RC teach them how to play DB. I got another running back. Some, he got to be good at something. <laughs> Job, man, when you look at, you know, we kind of fast forward it to Christmas, right? We talked about it when you first sat down. It's 82 games, though. 
right? Like you said, would you say what? Five and seven sometimes, back to backs, uh, the grind of the playoffs with the way you've started your career, that's going to be your every year. It's going to be the 82. Yeah. It's going to be the, the the grind of the playoffs. When you just think about year to year, now we're looking at 2022, 2023, who the Memphis Grizzlies going to be? A better team with that same mindset we had this previous season. I felt like, you know, we made a lot of people mad with how, you know, we beat them and then all jump in the camera after a press game and, you know, pretty much talk shit. Um, but I feel like, you know, this year, I feel like we're more locked. You know, me being uh, pretty much, you know, the head of the snake, you know, seeing these guys in the gym every day, the younger guys, the new rookies we got in the gym, whether they text and seeing, you know, uh, Dez, for example, you know, have the rookies out to his house, you know, pretty much just, you know, tells us, you know, as a team, you know, with how close we are, you know, how we want to make sure everybody's comfortable and everybody's on the same page. Um, so as far as, you know, that goes, I feel like, you know, we're a better team, but still that same, you know, underdog killer mindset. You got personal goals, though? Do, do, do. I used to, and this is probably stupid now, every year at training camp, I wouldn't bring a TV, right? So I just bring books and I would write down my goals and I'd stick them in my Bible, right? And I would just pray on them, pray on them, but pray on them. And when I was younger, because I wasn't, because I was an undrafted dude, like those goals would change every year. It'd be like, make the team. Then it'd be like, start, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get a contract, like all of those things. And once I became that, I was like, okay, I want five picks or whatever. And then in like 08, <clears throat> in 07, I got sick. And it just became like, man, like play every play, like it's your last. And then you figure it out from there. Uh, but do you have personal goals that you've set that, that you want to meet? And if so, what are those? Number one, win the championship. I feel like, you know, that's the main goal for me. Even though that's a team, team goal, I feel like winning is the most important thing. Like I can zero points, whatever, as long as, you know, I'm out there, we get a win. I'm happy with us getting a win. But as far as my play, obviously, you know, nobody. But I feel like winning is the most important thing. Um, and you go down the list to, you know, Obviously, if we win a championship, you know, finals MVP, MVP of the league, being an all-star, you know, it's pretty much the same goals, you know, I pretty much had, uh, you know, each year. Obviously, I achieved the all-star, uh, the most improved. I, you know, I had those on my goals this past season, and I actually achieved those. Um, MVP was on it. Obviously, I had a, my first injury, and that took me from number four in the in the race to 11, like right. just because I wasn't available. Um, and as you see, as far as MVP in this league, most of them play pretty much 75 plus games out of the 82 and, you know, that MVP level. So, um, you know, that's definitely being available yeah. is on my list as well. Um, yeah, you talk about your personal intermediate goals. Um, immediate goals. Um, in our sport, there are a lot of great number 12s from Joe Namath, Broadway Joe, Randall Cunningham, obviously Tom Brady, the GOAT, uh, Aaron Rodgers, right, yeah. in our sport. In your sport, I can only think of uh, Stockton, General yeah. Stockton. 
then here we have you. Do you aspire from your from your immediate goals? Do you aspire to see that 12 hanging in the Raptors someday? Yeah, not only with the team I play for either, like around the league, you know, that's the goal to, you know, have that big of an impact on the, you know, NBA to where I'm represented by not only the team that I played for, but all the teams as a whole. So as far as, you know, being the best number 12, you know, that's definitely you know, my goal. through the roof. And you're young. Like, you the future yeah. of the NBA. That's what people call you, the future of the yeah. NBA. Do them old dudes get hot with you? Because like you said, and we see you on TV, you say, well, I run up and talk shit. Yeah, like, yeah, if sure. I do something to you, I'm going to let you know. Just like, because yeah. there's an older class right now in their late 30s that they know you're the future. Yeah. Do they do they accept that or they be like, young boy, t- take it easy, young bull. Like, I feel like it's pretty much a balance. You have some of them who don't don't even say nothing. So like, I don't even have fun with that. Like, I like talking to people who gonna say something back. Yeah. Like, you know, interact with me. Um, and you got some guys who who do, but you can see, you know, throughout interviews when you know those. Players who respected the superstars get asked about me. You know, they give me my credit. Uh, that's pretty much why, speaking back from earlier, I feel like it's not too much beef yeah. in the NBA for real. Like, nobody ain't going to fight. Like, yeah. everybody just is just talking pretty much. And then after a while, for me, like, I don't, like, I'm going to talk to you. But if you go that way, all right, we can. Like, I don't have no problem with that. Like, <laughs> so I'm pretty much talking to you anyway to get under your skin because my pops told me at a young age that the mental part of the game can affect you as well. As soon as you play in mad, you, you're not gonna be yourself. So I'm gonna talk trash to you to try to get you out your game to give me the advantage. But some people don't like it and they try to take it to another level, which I'm fine with. Like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. But um, as far as you know, the older guys in this league, like. They pretty much talk too. It's a lot of guys in the NBA that people don't think talk trash, but they do. You just don't see it. They just don't be pretty much like as open with it or showing it like I do. It'll be something slick or, you know, you cover the mouth real quick and say something like it's, you know, the refs pretty much. You know, you got to watch that too. They're quick to take you up. So you don't want to be giving back money. Yeah, you, um, (laughs) You come from an amazing background. I just love the support from your dad, T, and everything he's instilled in you. You know, you had to take a a long road to get there, unrecruited, you were unranked mostly, um, not recruited heavy. And you know, you grind through, I love your mentality. But I always gotta ask on this show, you know, to our guests, your greatest pivot, your biggest pivot in life. Well, Mm. I can say it's not mine, it's pretty much my pops, but I feel like what he did is both our, you know, biggest pivot where, you know, he stayed back and raised me instead of pursuing his opportunity to, you know, be a professional. And, you know, just hearing that story for me, you know, pretty much made me go harder uh, because I know he had that opportunity, but he didn't do it to raise me, be in my life, which the support comes back into play. But, you know, just hearing that from our background, you know, knowing that it's a lot of people who didn't have father figures in their life. 
but my pops did that for me. Um, I can say that it was pretty much like my turning point and pretty much made me locked in, you know, on my goal as I was still under recruited, you know, not ranked, but like I felt like that's what made me, you know, pretty much lock in on, all right, basketball is what I want to do. Basketball is, you know, my favorite sport, you know, what I love to do and I want to be at the highest level. Yeah, say that it. Should I have been trying to get that? since the, the show started. <laughs> I mean, I felt like you, I kept, I felt like I kept throwing it up by the rim. I was like, I know it's Vert 47. He ain't dunk it yet. <laughs> like we had been waiting on it. I have, I have one question. Like I, I looked up to certain I was players. just holding the ball in the air. Man. I was just <laughs> oh. flow, trying to see what dunk I was going to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we're all fans of players growing up, but you mentioned, you know, people, uh, you know, that inspired you or how it was to meet Bron, play against Kyrie. You know, I think, for all of us who are, are good enough, we model our game after somebody or we like players for certain reasons. And obviously your father had such a huge influence on you. Were there any players though, like when you were coming up? Cause like I always love Russ. Like people, I know people don't yeah. like Russ. I just thought he was mean as hell and he was going at your neck no matter what. You know, That's so I, me. Yeah, I always, I was like, um, AI, yeah. Russ, obviously Derrick Rose, but I feel like for the most part, AI and Russ, like I said, Derrick Rose was cooking you and was just quiet, like no facial expression, no nothing. But I felt like AI was pretty much, you know, my number one. Then I became a big Russ fan. And like I said, we're going to let you hear about it. Right. And we coming straight at you no matter who you is. So. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the perfect place to end. We coming straight at you no matter yeah. who you are. Uh, Mo, we know, we sorry. Right, we know y'all got to get out and, and work. Uh, we right on time. We right, you know, on, we right on. Job, the way. man, we appreciate you though, bro. Yes, like for, appreciate for us, y'all, man. like and what I, I talked about it a little bit earlier, man. Like we three former football players who have, you know, decided to get into into this space, and you know, we wanted to get you on the show. We understood how big it would be for us, but I think the other part of what we do is we want to tell stories about the humans, right? About the people that that we admire. You know what I mean? Hopefully someone looks at this, sees John Morant a different way, and hopefully the other people that watch see your father and your family and the way you were raised mm -hmm. a different way and understand that, sure. that it's all love and that more people wish they grew up with that sort of support. Yeah. So man, this is the pivot, bro, and we appreciate you. Lead out. Appreciate y'all. Right <laughs> appreciate you, boy. Oh, I ain't been trying to throw the alley, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, just up the way, Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, God pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Biggest to me, God pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant.